Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you from the Quandle Studio, joined as always by fellow podcast partner, Chris Martin. What's going on, Chris? Hey, John. Good day to you. And good day to everyone else Everyone else in podcast land. Just wanted to let you know, I am Chris Martin. I am president of Atlas Marketing, where we tell stories for people who build things. But before we dive into our topic today, here's a brief message from today's podcast sponsor, the Governor's Occupational Safety Conference. If increasing safety in the workplace is important to your business, register today for the Governor's Occupational Safety Conference, featuring industry experts sharing tactics to decrease incidents on the job. The GOSH Conference is held at the Hershey Lodge from October 31st through November 1st. Go to pasafetyconference.com to register. And at this year's conference, Chris and I are presenting, talking about new ways to deliver safety messages like a podcast. Chris, what's going on today? How are we doing? Hey, John. It's good to see you again. Welcome back from vacation. Even though John has the cool Quandle Construction Studios, I'm still without a studio sponsor. So if anyone out there wants to be a sponsor, let us know. We'd love to have you involved with the Building PA Podcast. Uh, Everyone, this is Chris Martin, and I am with Atlas Marketing. And we tell stories for people who build things. And you've heard me say that probably about 112 times now because that's how many episodes we've had. So it's been a great ride. And I think we're going to have a really good one today. Right, John? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking, uh, I believe we're talking about gas prices across Pennsylvania and who has the best. Who's that? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That's a different episode. I'm sorry. That's different podcast. Different podcast. Different podcast. Different sorry, podcast. sorry. Yeah. Let me slap myself yeah. here. Wake up. Wake up. No, we're talking <laughs> our favorite subject. Our favorite subject on the podcast. It's safety. You can't get enough safety. Uh, we, we love talking safety training, safety best practices. Uh, building that safety culture. That's what life is all about in construction. Amen. Yes, absolutely. And we have a Amen. good one today. Well, boy, do we have a good one today. We He's have a good guest, I can tell. He is, he is. Brent Gates from Strickler Insurance Agency. Brent, how's it going today? Doing well, doing well. I'm upright and it's been a sunny day outside, not too humid. So it's it's been a good morning so far. Awesome. A good way to start the day. I like that. Now that's, and what that's, better way to talk than safety, right? Here we go. Absolutely. So to kick off the podcast, let's learn about Brent. Who is Brent? Let's work in the big news from three months ago. Let's see if we can work that into who is Brent. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, my name is Brent Gates. Uh, I'm the risk manager for Strickler Agency here. Uh, we're headquartered in Carlisle, but we also have an office in Chambersburg. I graduated from Millersville University with a degree in occupational safety and environmental health in 2015. Woo-hoo. Go Marauders. Go Marauders. Yeah. So did I. Woohoo. Nice. Always nice to meet a fellow marauder. I went there uh, for six yes. months, so I'm somewhat cool. <laughs> You're still a marauder then. <laughs> okay. So then honorary. after completing a couple internships while I was at Millersville in, in the construction and manufacturing industries, I really didn't know a month before I was about to graduate, I really didn't know what I was going to do with my career. And I was at the Governor's Occupational Safety and Health Conference just as a as an attendee, just to it was the first time that I was ever there. And I ran into a company, a workers' compensation insurance company, um, and they were hiring somebody to kind of fill in this risk control consultant role for their organization. And 
to be honest with you, I didn't even know that my degree and my expertise could be used in the insurance field. Everything in college was geared toward construction or manufacturing. There wasn't a lot of information given to us on insurance. So to me, it was like, wow, this is a cool opportunity I didn't even know existed. So I started working there. I worked there for about five years and was given an opportunity to start a risk management department here at Strickler. So they had never provided any sort of safety or risk management services to their clients. And it was a need that they had identified that they needed to start providing to their clients to be competitive in a ultra competitive area, um, especially with a lot of larger brokers coming in and buying a lot of insurance agencies. We needed to come up with a way to differentiate ourselves in the services that we provide. So that was an avenue for Strickler to hire me in November of 2019. And I've been here providing services to our construction clients, a couple of manufacturing, but mostly contractors ever since then. So that's that's where I'm at today. And going back to your question about three months ago, I just had a baby. Her name is Francis. Francis Loretta. Um, she's the cutest little thing and she'll be three months on Saturday. So that that's that's what you were referring to earlier, John. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Seems like I've been living life in the fast lane lately. So it's uh <laughs> it does nice slow to slow down, down and talk to you guys a little bit. And speaking of fast, I know every parent says this, but I feel obligated and it's one of those parent things you have to say. <laughs> you have to say this now. It goes by fast. You do. So cherish the moments. Just this week, I was visiting colleges, and, and Chris is moving one in college, I think tomorrow or next week or whatever. So next time, week, man. time flies, but it's awesome. It's a great ride. So, But and let's I, talk about safety. I like her name. Her name is very pretty, Brent. Very Thank nice. you. Yeah. It was actually my well, grandfather's name. Uh, his name was Francis, and he was an in, integral part of my life. And I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys without him. So it was kind of a way to honor him and everything that he did for me. So big name in my family, and a lot of people were really touched by that. So it was pretty cool. You know, I have to admit, I, John, if I may, no, go ahead. I love the I love where this is starting off because yes. even though we're I know we're talking about safety, we're talking about safety training and 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 all of those things. But the reality of it is all safety relies and, and ultimately comes back to arriving home so that Brent can see Francis at night. That's a perfect start to this conversation, I think. And I, I can tell by your look, John, you were kind of like, where are you going with it? No, no, no. I'm with you <laughs> so, there. With- yeah, yeah. So I think it's fantastic. Good start. And, and building off of that, you know, safety should be personal and, and, you know, you should care about the people you work with and make sure they're safe. And the, the more you know about them and, and what they're going through, uh, you know, it just benefits everyone, benefits the entire team. So this is a great kickoff to safety, safety talk. But let's dig right in. You talked about your your grandfather. He sounds like a, a great mentor, or a great person to you. Are there any other mentors that kind of guided you in this path? Uh, Sure. One of my first internships was in the construction industry uh, for a well drilling company in Mechanicsburg. And my boss at the time, uh, his name is Jason, he had just started there as well. He had a lot of other experience. I think he worked for Dickinson College previous and he had some fire department experience, a lot of other safety experience prior to uh, working for this company. But we really hit it off and had a very good relationship with each other, even after my internship was completed. So I graduated in December of 2015. So I had my internship with them during the summer of 2015. And I didn't really know what I was going to be doing during my final semester at Millersville. And I didn't have a full workload because I just had a couple of classes to finish so I could graduate. So I actually worked part time for this company, had the safety truck down at Millersville. And that was a pretty cool feather in my cap that I got to drive around the university with the safety truck. So I actually worked for them part time after my internship was over. 
and was planning on working for them full-time before I got the, before I started working for the insurance carrier that I referred to earlier. But I still talk to him to this day. Um, I actually had just talked, I had a phone call with him yesterday, just kind of going over a couple things. He's now, he still works for that company, does a very good job for them. And he's just a good person to bounce things off of. So Jason's been very helpful for me. A couple of people from Millersville, um, Dr. Agutu, I'll give him a shout out as well. He's been a very, uh, he's the program director down at Millersville, and he's very involved with all the students post post graduation. Uh, so I'm actually involved with the American Society of Safety Professionals. I'm the secretary uh, for the central PA chapter. Um, so we have some dealings with him from time to time to set up meetings down at Millersville and meet the student members and things of that nature. So he's very helpful too. Um, a lot of our clients are often looking for safety professionals. Uh, oftentimes our clients will say, hey, can we hire you? Um, the answer is usually no. <laughs> but I, I direct them straight to Dr. Jack because he will send out uh, job alerts to all the Millersville alumni. So it gets out to everybody who's ever gotten a degree from Millersville in their safety program. I don't know if anybody's been successful in hiring anybody from Millersville, but they've had a couple interviews through that process. So Dr. Agutu has been very helpful from that standpoint as well. So those are two good mentors for me so far. That's good. Brent, how have you been able to you know, you mentioned earlier that you developed the, the program that you have and you're leading the risk management program there at Strickler. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for, you know, our listeners? If people aren't aware of that, like like you mentioned, you were unaware that an insurance company would have a risk management safety component. What, what does that mean for people in our, that are listening to this podcast episode? Sure. So oftentimes when we were walk into an insured client that I had not been to previously, I do what's called a risk management assessment and understand what the company's needs are and how I can assist them from a risk control standpoint. And we provide that service on a value added basis. So it's included in your insurance premiums. And that is a little different than other insurance agencies because a lot of other folks don't have somebody in the role that I can provide. So a client will get a certified safety professional uh, like myself. Um, to come in and help them with any sort of safety work they may need for their organization. And many times the companies that I'm working with, they're trying to do the right thing. They want to do the right thing. But in the often situation, oftentimes they have situations where they don't know what they don't know, right? So I'm there to help bridge that gap of, hey, you're an employer of over 20 employees. You have to upload your OSHA 300 log onto the OSHA's injury tracking application. Something they may not have known previously um, that I'm helping them out with something very small. That's an opportunity that help out our clients to just they don't know what they don't know. So that's very helpful for us. And also, I believe uh, you've recently become the certified safety professional. Yes. So, no. So yeah, I yeah. took a, it's the highest ranking credential that I'm aware of that a safety professional can attain. Um, you have to have a degree from an accredited university. Have a I think it's either four or five years of specific industry experience regarding safety. And then you have to take a 220 question test that they give you six and a half hours to take. It took me about four. It didn't take me the full six and a half, but it was very rigorous. So I just got the credential here within the last month. I got it on July 13th. I still haven't gotten everything in the mail yet from the BCSP, from the Board of Certified Safety Professionals yet, but I do have the credential. I'm good to go from that standpoint. They did send me a little pin that I can wear on my suit jacket and all that stuff, but I'm excited to see what avenues it opens up for myself professionally and for our agency as well. Awesome. Well, congrats. Congratulations. So when audience members get an email with the CSP after the person's name, this 
it's indication you know what you're talking about then is that yes well <laughs> yeah, there you go supposed <laughs> to be right but i've also yeah. learned csp also means certified staffing professional so if you're dealing with a temporary like manpower or one of those other temporary staffing companies if you see a csp there you might be dealing with a certified staffing professional so okay. csp can go a couple different ways depending on the industry that you're in well let's focus okay. on your csp though right, right. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go <laughs> Now, concerning yeah. yours, does that also mean that you could teach the OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 classes? So not specific. I am authorized. I am an authorized OSHA outreach trainer for uh, OSHA 10 and 30 construction. But that does the CSP does not openly give you the gate to be able to do that. So you have to go through two classes through. You can pick who you want to do the classes through. I did mine through West Virginia University. Um, one's called the OSHA 510, which you take first which is a four-day course on hazard recognition, understanding OSHA requirements and regulations and things of that nature. And then you take the OSHA 500, which from a numerical standpoint doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You take the 510 before the 500, but you take the 500 afterward, and that's more of a training course to help tailor the attendees on how to become a better trainer, how to carry OSHA's flag, if you will, be a good steward for OSHA and, and their message. So that's what the OSHA 500 is designed to do which is also a four-day class. So you have to go through eight days of classes to do just construction. And then in the if you wanted to do manufacturing, you'd have to do another eight days of classes as well. So the OSHA 10 and 30, the certified safety professional, most certified safety professionals do have the ability to provide the OSHA 10 and 30, but doesn't give you the open turnkey to be able to do that at that, at that point. It's a little different process. You know, I've had all these conversations with contractors and, and unions and organizations and associations, and no one's ever explained that 500 to 510 quite so well. So thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. I think that was a that was a really good explanation. Uh, Brent, let me ask you this. With all the things that you're doing at, at Strickler and, you know, the risk management, the safety training and all of those things that are part of as you mentioned earlier, what are some of the what are some of the trends that you're seeing now? Like, what, what are some of the biggest safety issues that listeners should be looking out for, uh, and then how can they overcome those challenges? Okay. Well, one of the biggest safety issues that I've seen, and I just had this conversation with an excavating contractor yesterday, is staffing. They have, I think, 25 or 30 guys that they're currently third partying that are currently working for them that are not their own current employees, uh, and I think that's becoming a little bit more more common. Um, folks can't fill positions. If they are filling positions, they're with less experienced operators. Um, they were just talking yesterday about how uh, they can't find anybody with experience. Sometimes they can find people to fill a job, but they don't have the hands-on experience that they're looking for. So they're trying to get them the experience that they need while also trying to train them on how to be safe through that process. And that can be a very difficult marriage sometimes. So I think staffing is is a fairly large concern. Um, the other thing too is OSHA seems to be a little bit more out and about this summer than what they have been in the past. Um, I don't know if that's as a result of their uptick in hiring, if it's a result of not being as busy with COVID complaints um, that they were been hampered with over the last two years. Uh, but it seems to me that OSHA has been a little bit more out and about in completing inspections and you know, providing fines and you know, things of that nature. So that's been something that's been on a lot of contractors' radars as well uh, as we move through the summer. And when it comes to OSHA, are there certain items that, that you see that they're looking at closer than others or other hazards that they're looking at? 
it seems to me that fall protection is the biggest key in, in, in construction that OSHA is looking at. If OSHA is driving down, you know, Alexander Springs Road here where I, my office is in Carlisle, and they see somebody working on top of the roof that's not tied off, you better believe they're going to stop and ask some questions and, and potentially have some citations. So fall protection is definitely one of those. Silica, I'm sure you guys have had various conversations about silica and, and the different regulations that have come out in the last several years that have increase the controls required. If an ocean inspector's at a job site and they see a cloud of dust, they're going to take some time and understand what's going on. Make sure that you have a silica control program in place. You have your HEPA vacuum attachments or wet working methods. What's your respiratory protection program? Do you have fit testing in place? All those sort of things are are you evaluating your workplace? There's a lot of requirements that go into OSHA regulations that a lot of contractors may skip without even understanding that they are skipping them. So that's where I kind of wedge myself in and make sure that they have the documentation that OSHA is requiring or that their insurance carrier may require to make sure that their employees are safe. So is your role more of like a consultant to the to the insurance clients or do you actually go out and, and, and I don't mean to be a fender or anything, I'm new to this as well in terms of an insurance company having safety folks that, that I get the chance to talk to like this, but do you also go out and, and act as like an inspector as well? Or how does that work? So I am more of a consultant. So when I worked for, on the carrier side, I work for an insurance agency now. So just so everyone understands, because this is a conversation I have as well with clients, an agency is basically your grocery store. So you go in, buy whatever you need to buy. You walk out, you check out at the end of the day and you pay what you need to pay, right? So we're the grocery store. The insurance carrier is, or the products inside of the grocery store, your milk, your bread, mm -hmm. eggs, and things of that nature. So I used to work for the groceries. I used to be on the carrier side. And I was more of an inspector when I was on the carrier side. I'd have a list of accounts. I would go visit those accounts, maybe provide some training, do a walkthrough and then provide some recommendations on what I saw when I completed that walkthrough. Now I'm on the agency side. It's more of a consultative role, more so than an inspector, a Hector the inspector role. So now I'm kind of helping our clients prepare for those visits from the insurance carrier so they can have the least amount of recommendations possible. So their premiums aren't increased um, and they're not having to spend time on you know completing recommendations they can spend time on other things that they need for their business so it went from you know being hector the inspector and everybody didn't want anything to do with me you know oh no the the safety guy's here he's he's here to increase our insurance premiums now our clients want to show me all the dead bodies that i don't want to see because they want me to help them <laughs> protect them against any osha or insurance company that may come through so it's a completely different change in paradigms than what I had in my previous insurance life. So it's it's a really cool experience. That's a great way to explain it, the grocery store analogy. So thank mm -hmm. you. It's yeah. very helpful. <laughs> Good stuff. And I got to thank you too. You, you teed us up nicely in your opening comments. You mentioned GOSH, the Governor's Occupational Safety Conference. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that. And it was a nice beach ball size, you know, fastball down the middle for us to hit out. And Chris and I are just excited and thrilled to announce that we've been invited to talk during this year's GOSH conference, which is in Hershey, Yay! October 31st. Yay, shameless plug time. All right, go podcast. Yay! Now they're talking, uh, the basis of our talk is uh, new ways to carry the safety message, you know, new new methods and, and techniques to, to talk safety. And they asked us to talk about the podcast and how we can reach newer audiences. So I just wanted to throw that out and, and uh, 
I don't know. Have you ever returned at all to Gosh since your your first time? I've been there every year that they've had it in person. I did not go the year they did it on Zoom. I was so burnt out from Zoom. I wasn't going to spend $250 to be on Zoom for two days. But I'm actually going to be there again this year as a speaker as well. There's a group of us. uh, There's a lawyer, two two or three other safety professionals from large contractors. And we're going to have a panel discussion on managing subcontractors. So I'm going to talk, my role in that is to talk on the insurance side. What is your experience modification rating? What is that? What does that mean? How is it calculated? What is your TRIR, total recordable incident rate, your DART rate? How can an OSHA 10 or 30 hour maybe as a subcontract that help differentiate you as a subcontractor to a potential GC. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, and then we'll have a, an opportunity to answer some questions that you know anybody may have about how to handle subcontractors from not only an insurance standpoint, but as a safety professional, um, we also have a, a lawyer who's going to be there to answer questions. So uh, anytime that you can have a lawyer there that's not racking up billable hours, um, and you can answer and he'll answer some questions for you. I think that's a positive, a positive thing. So um, that will be there on the Tuesday of the governor's safety conference. Um, and we have an hour and a half session that day. So we will also be there. So I'm excited to see you guys awesome. at that. At that. Um, yeah. It's always a good time. And I'm glad you said yeah. Tuesday. Ours is Monday afternoon. So hopefully you can join us and others from the audience can join us and then We'll be sitting front row, front row on Tuesday. Yeah. Heckling, heckling. I'll, I'll throw you some real fastballs there. <laughs> I'll just yeah. pass them off to somebody else. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know, Brent. You've given us, given us a lot of good information here today. So I, I don't think uh, I think we'll be able to get a lot of good information from you at the conference as well. You know? Good. And, and for the record, to say this as a shameless plug, I, I spoke at the conference as well. We talked about crisis communications and the impact that that has on safety professionals in the past. So everybody loves the GOSH conference, right? I mean, it's going to be a good one. So I think I think everyone just goes for the dessert. I think that's what it really is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's a great two-day event. A lot of really good training opportunities, a lot of ways to learn best practices, and a lot of, a lot of cool vendors. You can learn about new products that are available from a safety standpoint. There's always at least one or two things that I take away from there to help market to our clients say, hey, did you know about custom molded hearing protection? Did you know about this new tie-off point, this new tie-off product that you can use on a roof? Did you know about this ladder attachment? Cool little things that I pick up there that I didn't know even existed. So a lot of cool safety gadgets that are marketed there as well. Very good. Very good. Well, everyone, Brent, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a really good topic and a, and a very timely topic as well. And, you know, we, we do have other safety uh, episodes. So visit buildingpapodcast.com and look up safety and you can find some other episodes regarding this topic. And also, too, looking forward to the Keystone Contractor magazine. There's always a safety feature in there and you can visit that and read more about that at keystonecontractormagazine.com. And that site's going to be updating it in time. So all sorts of good stuff happening, not only with a podcast, but with a magazine as well. So Brent, thank you. And we look forward to seeing you in uh, October. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity and have a nice day. Thanks, Brent. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening. 